do not necessarily represent those of the management and staff of WTCA. It's the What's Your Opinion show, our daily talk show focusing on you, the people, events, and issues of Marshall County. Now here's your hosts, Kathy Bardorf and Rusty Nixon. Thank you, everyone. Yes. <sighs> I feel like I've been running 100 miles an hour. <laughs> well, you have, haven't you? <sighs> yes. Because you have that new bionic leg. Uh, I wish. To, you're able to run 100 miles an yeah, hour. Yeah, no, so. not quite. Really? But it's been a busy morning, definitely. Okay. Yeah, I'm sure. It definitely has been, so... It is Tuesday, May the 17th already. Mm -hmm. This month is half over with. It's hard to believe, but times are moving on faster and faster. (laughs) Yes, they are. Sometimes it's scary how fast they are moving. Yes, it is. So, (laughs) um, we typically would have a guest today on the show with us. Yeah. One of the Marshall County Commissioners would be with us a little bit later on in the show this morning. Um, being because Marshall County Commissioner Stan Klotz has not been able to be with us for the last two months because of the campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, I asked him to come and be with us on the show this morning. And yesterday morning, he told me he could. And yesterday afternoon, he called about 2 o'clock and said he was sorry that he couldn't okay. make it. Something came up. And so... I contacted Commissioner Obermeyer said, hey, I need to see if Mike can come and be on the show. Can you give me his cell phone number? So I finally got Mike Burroughs' cell phone number and said, hey, Mike, Stan can't make it to the show. Can you make it tomorrow? He goes, uh, I heard you ask him, and he said he'd come. So he goes, I already made plans. I oh, said, yeah, okay. Not a big problem. You know, I said, you know. Remember, Kathy, it's going to be, what, 70 degrees today? The golf oh, courses yes, are calling that's people. What, that's, that's, you know, for him especially. Yeah, I, I got a feeling. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I'm kind of with you I mean, on that. You know, I, I got it. They got things they can do outside, like drive roads and go visit people oh, and things. Yeah. And, oh, go visit people. Oh, come roads. on. You wouldn't, you wouldn't spend Is your day. Is that what you call on the golf course, visiting people? Well... <laughs> You wouldn't call like if, if, oh, it's a nice day today. I think I'm going to go hang out with the street department, with the road department, guys. You know, the park board has got that new trail. I think I ought to go check that out this afternoon. Ah. Rather than setting a radio studio. Come on. That's things that, important outdoor things to do. But in reality, it's really not that. It's sunny outside, but it's not that warm yet. Oh, there's a lot of people that it's plenty warm for. I, I know. And I, I got to be honest with you. I, while I would like it warmer, I'm okay with this. Uh, I'm sure you are. I get a little bit warmer simply because I'd like to stop having to wear a sweatshirt in here yeah. in the yes. morning. And, and then, then forget to take it home well, i don't for like, okay I, I remember the sweatshirt it's my phone and my keys and my bag and everything else i forget but it's a little warm going home 
in a heavy sweatshirt. Wearing that? When uh, the sun comes out and it heats up. So, yeah, it's... <sighs> the problems I have just... I, I don't know how I get through a day, Kathy. I, I don't, don't know either. how I do it. It's amazing. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. You know, I just keep pushing through. Well, I'm pretty impressed with you. Oh, no, thank you. Actually. Thank that, you. That, that's, that's pretty good. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. definitely. So, um, I just got a, a birthday thing on here that I need to do. <laughs> okay. Okay, so hold on. Well, I, okay, I'm, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. <sighs> okay. If you have a birthday, by the way, please get it to us and we will put you in the birthday hat. Eligible. For some wonderful prizes on Friday when we draw for our birthday winner. We'll get four cupcakes from Blood Desert Cafe. Also free small drink from the Coffee Lodge. And, and a bouquet from Cajun Creek. So don't forget to uh, get your birthdays to us. And now let's see the answer. And uh, Kathy said... Uh, Crystal Clark? Crystal Clark. It's and happy and a birthday. No, that's not right. How much did you bet? Ooh, you risked it all. Yep. Oh well. <laughs> Sorry about that. I'm, I'm, that's my up. that's my audition tape to be the new host of Jeopardy. Okay. So hopefully they'll they'll hear that. And give me a call. So there is news to talk about, and okay. since we don't have a Marsh County Commissioner with us this morning, I will try and rack my brain and remember what happened at yesterday's <laughs> meeting which i should have had bob to hang around and help me because oh, yeah. um bob bob actually attended the meeting online um and got to you know see what was going on sure. so yeah it was one of his one of his first or second experiences i think of watching the county uh commissioner's meeting online so sure yes great i'm kind of excited too i won't we won't tell everybody okay just you and i but Austin has jury duty on Thursday. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, guess what? Yeah. So does Laura Mann. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> and that's the court where they have it online. So I'll be able to watch it. Oh. So. Well, that's good. Yeah, I'll be on vacation and be able to watch the court here. Yeah. On vacation. Yes. And you're going to watch a court uh, hearing. Yes. At least no, for a I, little bit. I, I hate I to say I don't know what the this. case is yet, but... I hate to say this, but I kind of feel like I would find something different to do if really? I were on vacation than watch a quarter. Just saying. Just saying. I'm surprised. I would think that you would want to know that, too. See what's happening, and I better make sure the sound is off before I go here, because I just went to the court hearing page right now, and court's in session. Yeah. And they are live streaming. So So I'm gonna have to carry the show by myself while you watch no. uh, Law and Order, right? No, I, I well there's nothing big going on right now, I don't think. I think we're good. All right. But there is news that we can talk about and there's some good news that we can talk about actually, first Woo-hoo! and foremost. So actually has to do with a couple of dispatchers from the Marshall County Dispatch Center who were presented with life saving awards. 
Um, and so there are two different ones from two different situations. The first situation actually happened on March 25th of this year. Um, this was just right after 9 o'clock in the morning. So, you know, listening to the radio, right. listening to our show, and Marshall County Central Dispatch received a call from a female at the Gatewood Mobile Home Trailer Park. This was in La Paz, advising that her pregnant daughter had gone into labor and that her water had broke. Ooh. So dispatcher Jim Budd answered the 911 call and started giving pre-arrival instructions. So before the EMS could get there, he started telling them what to do or whatever. And so while on the phone, her daughter advised the mother that she needed to push. And despite being urged by both the dispatcher and the mother not to push, she pushed anyways and the baby arrived before officers or emergency medical service responders could get there. How about that? A healthy baby boy with very strong lungs was delivered while waiting on emergency services. Then uh, Jim Budd, who is the dispatcher, he gave instructions on how to care for the mother and the baby until La Paz EMS arrived. So he was giving, uh, given the the stork pin, which when you do a an on phone delivery, yes, that sounds the like the dispatcher gets a stork pin. Oh, I thought it might be a DoorDash pin or something uh, no. like that. Okay, uh, not, but a stork pin. Okay, so congratulations, right. Jim Bud. Yeah, congratulations. Because a lot of times, dispatchers will go their whole year or their whole life. And never have a a delivery happen. So, yeah. The second situation actually happened on January 21st of this year. It was about 545 in the evening. And Marshall County Central Dispatch received the call of a male having a seizure at the Log House restaurant in Argus. So, um, dispatcher Morgan Height was the dispatcher who answered that call And while on the line, um, the male became unresponsive and actually quit breathing. So um, Morgan started giving directions for cardiopulmonary resuscitation, or CPR instructions. And while on the phone, before EMS arrived, the male subject began breathing again, and a pulse was found. Um, When Argus police officers arrived on the scene, Narcan was administered, and that male subject was then transported to the hospital where he survived due to the quick response of the 911 system. So Sheriff Hassel this week congratulated both dispatchers and thanked them for their life-saving services. Very good. And I want to thank Jamie Fleury from the Pilot News for sharing the photo. Oh, from that event. Thank you. Yeah, very much so. so. Got yeah. a uh, caller. Caller, you're on the air. Hey, good morning. What's going on? How you doing, Hirsch? Well, hello, Herschel. Hi, Cass. How are you? I can't hear you. Speak louder. How are you? I'm good. Good. Hey, I just read the same article you guys did. Uh, yeah. Earlier this morning on the uh, two dispatchers, 911 dispatchers. I think we're fortunate 
to have dedicated employees like that that can walk you through a situation if need be. I think a big thank you is reserved to those two. And uh, as an FOP, let me tell you, we really appreciate those people up there. Uh, they don't get the recognition that uh, they deserve. There's so uh, much behind the scene. You know, I mean, honestly, you know, you think about the person who shows up at your at your house or at the call and saves your life. But those people behind the scenes are very important for life saving. Oh, you're not kidding. Not only that, Kathy, but for the officers on the road. Um, I know when I was on Plymouth, we had our dispatchers, Mary Young and uh, Marilyn King back me and whoever else dispatched, you know, for the officers that was working the road, dispatchers were an angel on our shoulder, and they watched out for us. And the same thing with Marshall County. Um, they're angels on the policeman's shoulder watching out for them. Uh, they're unsung heroes because yep. uh, you, don't hear about, you don't hear about them. And uh, just a big thank you um, those dispatchers. Number two, this is Police uh, Memorial Week. Uh, May 15th is actually Police Memorial Day, and it was designated by John F. Kennedy, I think, in 1962 or 1963. May 15th would be Police Memorial Day, and the week of May 15th would be Police Memorial Week. So if you see a policeman out there, just give them a nod, give them a thank you. Um, not only for the job they do, but those officers that we've lost. So okay, that's true. Yeah. Oh, go. you know what, Herschel? I, the one thing you know, you sent me um, a message yesterday about a photo op. Yeah. How did you send that? Do you remember? Yeah, I sent it to your ten uh, fifty. Okay. Because, well, because someone just me messaged me from another media and said, hey, can you share the picture from yesterday? Because we weren't able to get there. And it's like, uh, so I, I wasn't the only one that had it down for yesterday. So I'm trying to find your message to see if it said yesterday or today. Because as soon as you and I hung up on the phone yesterday afternoon, my alarm went off to go take that picture. Okay, I'm at the office now, Kath. I'll look and see. I, you know, I do make, I'm not saying, hey, I'm not saying I don't make mistakes, but usually I show up to my appointment when I give them, unlike some people I know. Oh, you know what it says? I just found it. And it came yesterday at 11.29 a.m., and it says, we will be meeting at 345 River Park Square. Check in the in the what, title it says check presentation Mother's Day raffle. Okay, what what date did I put down? No date. Well, th then I'm correct. So we can <laughs> no, then I'm correct. I was going to be there at three forty-five yesterday, and you told me no, it's no, Wednesday. No, 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 no. no, no, because I knew what I was talking about. And you know we can we can pick Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Monday, Tuesday. So, at least you got the message, and now you know. I did get the message. I, I was, like, racking my brain thinking, 
did I really? Because I actually put the the reminder in my phone. So he, he and I no more than hung up yesterday afternoon at 3.30. My phone alarm went off and it's like, oh, see, I knew I put that down, but I couldn't remember how you sent me the message to go back and try and find it. But I just found it in my email box. So, yeah. Well, I knew what I meant. I knew what I meant. Well, I'm and glad you knew. And I guarantee you that the three people that are going to show up for the photo that we're giving checks to, they know what I meant. <laughs> it's just the people that were going to take the photo didn't know what you meant. It's got to be fake news, Kathy. There you go. Fake news <laughs> and fake information. Yep. <laughs> hey, did you, say, did you say that we made history today in the nation that it's the highest gas prices ever? Did you see that? No, I didn't. I ha I haven't had a chance to listen or watch the news this morning, but it doesn't surprise yeah. me. Now, I don't know. Somebody had told me yesterday that there was actually gas here in Plymouth that went to four ninety nine. I I don't know if anybody saw that or not. I was able to get it at the BP station for four nineteen or four eighteen yesterday afternoon, so I filled up. That's nice. But I, I, my husband also heard on our our state news, I think, maybe it was our national news, that gas prices aren't going to come down until it hits almost $6 a gallon, and then gas prices will come down. <laughs> Who cares? Yeah, I tell you. You know, eight, you know, something else that floors me is I went into a local grocery store, and 18 eggs, $3.99. It's, it, it, 18 eggs. It's a lot of money, isn't it? I mean, it's just getting crazy. Thank you. Who do we thank? I don't even know anymore. I don't but know. Thank you for ever giving us this high inflation. I, so, yeah. Anyhow, hey, I got a meeting. Got to go. All right. Thanks, Hirsch. Bye. Okay. I, I knew I had. I thought. Because I, I did not go to a recent meeting that I was supposed to be at. I, I actually had it in my book yeah but i was so concerned about eating lunch here that i forgot i actually had a lunch meeting to go with for him and i didn't make oh, it oh well so sorry yeah he, he's harassing me because i didn't so mm -hmm. i i hurry responded and said i'll be there and then that didn't happen <laughs> so that's okay all right, so um, other news that i want to talk about this actually comes from last week's uh plymouth Board of Public Works and Safety meeting, the city attorney, Sean Cerisi, asked members to approve a resolution that would transfer, do a transfer um, in the general fund for the engineering department. And what they actually want to do, last year when they put the budget together, they thought we were going to have a full-time engineer. Then Rick Gall retired. Mm -hmm. So they have not been able to find a full-time engineer yet who's willing to work for the pay that they have. Okay. Um, and so they have begun to use VS Engineering on a consulting basis. The problem is the money for Rick's salary is all in the the pay line, you know, mm -hmm. a, a, like an hourly pay type situation. And VS Engineering has to be paid out of a consulting line. And so they had to take and reallocate $59,384.88. So they took it from the wage line 
and the benefits that he would have had with that and move that into contractual services so that they could then pay VS Engineering. Um, VS Engineering has actually been doing work on the street design projects that we have going on. And the big one is the stormwater MS4 work that the city is required to do. And that, because of that, is actually why the city moved for hiring a full-time engineer instead of a, a, a consulting engineer. But at this point, they haven't been able to find... And you really want somebody with some experience, sure. not just somebody yeah. fresh out of college. So, um, But the the council approved that transfer, and that moved forward. Uh, while uh, the city attorney was speaking, he did give a brief update on uh, Stellar Communities projects here in the city. The first one is, obviously, the Reese Theater project continues to move along. Um, I had heard, I don't know if it's happened yet or not, but I had heard that they were actually be taking down the scaffolding on the inside of the building now. And I did notice a picture a couple of days ago where they have lights on the outside of the building on the south wall mm-hmm. that they, they kind of jut out a little bit and then shine down onto the wall. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's part, that is a donation by somebody to help get that project set up. And that's where they'll have those big, poster billboard like things that show what will be happening in there so it'll show like a a dance a a concert a movie that kind of thing sure um so that that project's moving along he also said that the um he received notice from indot and it was they could go ahead and do the notice to proceed for the troyer group to start the preliminary engineering engineering work for the Greenways Trail in Phase Three. So the Greenways Trail, we know where it is, out in Centennial Park and around right. the high school there, and then it goes to the Conservation Clubhouse, and then it goes over to Hand or Founders Park, and then mm-hmm. it goes over to Gill Park. Well, that I guess from Founders Park, then from Founders Park over to Laporte Street, mm-hmm. where that bridge is. That was Phase Two. Yeah. And so now we're ready for phase three, which comes into River Park Square and goes around, not right at the river's edge, but goes around and kind of follows the river around to the bridge that goes into the South Gateway. So they will start doing the engineer pre- preliminary engineering work for that project there. Um, and then also um, happening is River Park Square phase two, um, things are getting the they got the construction schedule and people will start to see things move there. So the road that is kind of in there, it what used to be River Street, yeah. um, and and then Laporte Street comes down. Used to, you know, there's a still a little bit of Laporte Street in there that goes to the footbridge. Those are coming out. It's going to ended up being a grassy area. Um, there's supposed to be a pavilion, a Veterans Day Plaza. Uh, rolling, kind of like some rolling hills and um, permanent cornhole, that kind of stuff. Sure. Um, they're getting ready to get started on that. That actually does coincide, which is not a stellar project, but is also uh, the um, renovic, reno, 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 reno work oh. <laughs> of the footbridge. Oh, renovation? Renovation of the footbridge. Yeah, they're going to renovate that whole bridge. I mean, not just put new planks down, but structural paint, 
and I think even put some lights on it. So, but that the same company who is doing River Park Square Phase Two is actually doing the footbridge too. So that kind of goes okay. nice and works hand in hand. Um, while he was still up at the podium speaking, the city attorney wanted to remind council members that um, they have an upcoming redistricting deadline, which is in November. And um, after the census, the two years after the census, then the city is required to do redistricting. And basically, I didn't realize the city of Plymouth grew by 188 people. That that that's a lot. Yeah, I I was pretty impressed. So when they do the redistricting for the council seats, it doesn't matter how many people are actually registered voters. It's what the population is. Sure. And so they try and make it as equal as possible into the four districts. And so more than likely, it's like moving a a line from this block to the next block over or something like that. It'll be minor changes, um, but it's something that they have to get started on. And so um, his suggestion was to work with utility superintendent Donnie Davidson and Chris Marshall from the GIS office um, where they will put the the census data information in and then begin to massage around and try and get the each district as close as possible to the same. Um, The plan is then to present that this summer to the council to look at and see what their thoughts are and their, you know, because it's a council decision. And then after that um, in early fall, uh, they will have a couple of public hearings on the changes, the proposed changes. And then uh, the city attorney says his plan is to get everything finished and completed in October prior to the November deadline. Okay. Well, Dwayne, how are you? Hey, good. Hey, I can't believe you're not glued to the TV right now. Why would I be? Because it's right up your alley. Oh, really? Uh, Pentagon is going to declassify UFO videos. Really? Uh, they don't need to declassify them. I already got them all. <laughs> I, I've been able to hack into secret Pentagon uh, uh, computer Ooh, systems you know thanks, to, thanks to the knowledge that Bob gave me. And uh, I've, I've got all those things downloaded on a special something somewhere. I don't even know what I'm talking about. So. Okay, but now you get it one out. Uh, fear of going to jail. Oh, I'm not, I'm not afraid. <laughs> Do you believe in UFOs, Dwayne? Well, I think there are some identified flying objects, but I don't think they're spacemen or anything. Okay, you don't think there are little green people in there flying them around? Uh, no. Okay. Yeah, because we all know they're gray. <laughs> Rusty. Well, I think there's things flying around that they can't identify, but... Uh, I think there's things flying around that... Some people know who they are, but they don't know. They don't want us to know who they are. Uh So you think that secret government projects, huh? 
Yeah, I uh, think it's secret government uh, stuff. Do you think Area 51 is a feasible thing, huh? Yeah. I don't think there's little green men. No, they keep those in a hangar at Wright-Patterson in Ohio. <laughs> okay. Everybody knows that. That's where they keep the, the aliens that they've found over the years. You didn't know that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I, I know all about that. Yeah. The autopsy in there, see what they're made of. Well, sure. Yeah. Hey, I was going to tell you that. That was a great little interview you did with Tom Flynn. Oh, thank you. I can't there... wait to see that, see that movie. Yeah, exactly. It'll be, it'll be fun. Um, and interesting uh, to know that there's somebody that graduated from Plymouth High School flying those jets in that movie. Yeah. And, of course, the Flynn's are pretty easy to interview, too. Uh, uh, Tom, you, Tom, you have to be a little careful about because you're never quite sure what he's going to say. But, uh, yeah, there, that's a pretty easy interview. Well, I was glad to see it. Well, good deal. Well, I call my buddy Hank and Goshen. Who yeah. played against Tom and his son in the uh, golf before. Oh. <laughs> so Hank remembers him. Yeah. Once you've met Tom Flynn, you, you could never forget him, I don't think. I think you're right. <laughs> so Hank can't wait till that thing comes out so he goes see it. Well, that's good. Sounds like they're going to make a lot of money. Oh, I think they'll get a lot of viewership. Yeah. Okay. That is... <laughs> Jump in there. Good deal. Sure, man. Okay, you guys have a good day. You too, man. Thanks, Dwayne. Let's hope these UFOs... Uh... No, I think we've had them around Pretty Lake, too. Oh, I'm sure there's been some around oh, Pretty Lake. Tons of them. Okay, see you guys. All right, man. Bye. Have a good one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm... I know all about UFOs. Everything there is. I I watched every episode of Ancient Aliens. Yes. As you can tell, my trying to go with yes. the uh, the one Zuculus's guy, his hairstyle. I've been trying oh. to I've been trying to <laughs> cultivate that. Uh, actually, is so, that what's going on on yeah. top of your head? Cultivating. Yeah, yeah cultivating it. Okay. Um, it's a look, I try to call crazy old man. But uh, it's, it's designed to, designed to keep people from talking to me because <laughs> for fear of, of what might happen. So, yeah. Um. Also have uh, a police report. Um. This is a little bit interesting. When I actually sat down to do this one on Saturday, May the thirteenth, about nine forty in the evening, uh, officers from the Marsh County Sheriff's Department were dispatched to the fifteen thousand block of Third Road. For an intoxicated male being disruptive and having ca caused damage to the caller's vehicle. So when county officers arrived on the scene, 
They found the male who was identified as 48-year-old Timothy Pete, who lives on Third Road. Um, he was found to be intoxicated and had caused extensive damage by driving into another vehicle on the property. Property. He actually is alleged to have driven towards in an attempt to hit a tractor as well. Um, Mr. Pete was transported to the Marshall County Jail after um, Marshall County Jail and is charged with operating a vehicle with the blood alcohol of 0.15 or more, operating a vehicle, endangering, and criminal recklessness with a deadly weapon. He, uh, po Tim Pete, posted a $1,500 cash bond on Sunday and was released about 1230. Well, when I went to pull up his mugshot, I had two mugshots. And I thought, this is familiar. So this happened on Saturday the 13th. Yeah. On May 11th, Mr. Pete was arrested for criminal recklessness with a deadly weapon by firing a gun into oh. the air. And he is alleged to have been intoxicated at that time. Huh. So, well. yes. All right. Interesting. And yeah. when I looked at the pictures, it's like, oh, yeah. That is the same guy. It's a different picture, but it's the same guy. Well. So... <laughs> okay. Yeah. He didn't like the first one, needed a second oh, one. But that's what yeah. it was. That's yeah. exactly. Wanted what it a was. retake. I was able to watch the Marshall County Board of Zoning Appeals meeting online. The I've been watching it actually. There's been several cases that I was interested in. Um and so the one that I wrote about for today has to do with Fredrickson Commercial Investments. Better known to most of us as Playmore Campground on US-6. Yes. Um, and the campground is planning to resurface the current sign they have out there. But underneath their big sign, they have a small one of those little static letter signs yeah. where you put the letters in sure. and you know change it when things are going on. They want to change that to a 4 by 8 electronic message board instead. But because the property is actually zoned agriculture, even though there is a commercial venture happening there, they had to get uh, a variance for that sign. Sure. And so they were before the County Board of Zoning Appeals. And um, nobody spoke in favor. Nobody spoke against. Um, and it's only because of the zoning that it's in the agricultural zone. And in reality, when you drive by, it does not look anything like agricultural there. It looks like a campground. Um, so the Board of Zoning Appeals unanimously granted that variance request for them. Okay. Um, they also had a second request from Nathan Kaufman. He was seeking a permit for a home-based business at 5593 Fur Road in Bremen. And basically... Uh, his plan is to, this is an existing farmstead. Uh, he plans to tear down the existing farmhouse and build a new home there. And he also um, has a construction business, a small construction business. And so he wants to put um, a construction shop on the property too. And so he has to have a special use because it's a home-based business. Uh, now, currently, two family members and four employees work for the company. And he did say that they plan to hire two to three 
additional employees in the next five to eight years. Um, but that they're, they want to buy this farmstead and they plan to farm it and then have this small construction business going on at the same time. Uh, during the public hearing, Jennifer Holmes, who is in a neighbor to this home, um, said she did have some questions about the visual impact. She didn't want to see a bunch of big equipment, massive equipment sitting out. She didn't want to see stockpiles of lumber and shingles and that kind of stuff there. Uh, and so Mr. Kaufman said um, that the building that he's actually building would be for storage um, and that while he may have a couple of small construction trailers outside, typically his employees take them home with them when they go on the job. Right. So they're usually not there. And he had a, 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 some kind of a, I don't know, piece of equipment. But he said, usually it's on site. It's just like when that project gets done, before we start the next one, it might be sitting at home for a week or so, and then it's gone again. Um, and so the BZA did hear her request and did limit him to no outside storage of building materials. So he can ha still have the construction trailer sit there or that larger piece of equipment sit there. But he can't have, you know, rafters and shingles right. and two-by-fours you know, in big bulk bundles laying there. Right. Those are to be delivered on site for the building projects. And they went ahead and... Uh, approved his request too ma'am so um i'll do one last rest and then we'll take a quick break um and then we'll come back and talk some other news okay okay so this happened on saturday about three o'clock in the morning and we all know nothing good happens after midnight uh, the Marsh County Central Dispatch Center received notification of a male who was possibly intoxicated and driving in the area of 12th Road and the West County Line. Deputy Templeton with the Marsh County Sheriff's Department responded to the area and located the suspect's vehicle. Uh, he conducted a traffic stop and eventually determined that 34-year-old Michael Woodruff of Warsaw was intoxicated. Mr. Woodruff was transported to the Plymouth ER where they did a chemical test and then later booked into the Marshall County Jail for operating a vehicle while intoxicated with a prior for conviction and operating a motor vehicle uh, with a blood alcohol of 0.15. So nothing good happens after midnight. Nothing at all. Midnight. Nothing at all. Okay, why don't we take our first break, Can and then that. when we come back, there's still more news we can talk about. We'll talk about the county meeting, um, and I definitely do want to talk about, uh, even though it's not on for today, I do want to talk a little bit about burning and click it or ticket. Okay, uh, burning tickets or is that... get back in your oh, car, okay. sir. All right, all right, all right, all right. I'm back in my car. <laughs> uh, we're gonna give away a gift here too. Uh, if you or somebody in your family have won in the last six months, please give or six weeks, please give uh, give folks a chance. Um, we've got a gift certificate for Swan Lake Resort, um, Chop House, Aha! Spaghetti Dinner on Thursday night. Aha! Uh, five to nine is uh, spaghetti night there. Ten bucks is all it costs you. Yeah, I got a freebie uh, for caller number four five seven four nine three six four zero nine six five seven four nine three six four zero nine six. Caller four getting a uh, 
free spaghetti dinner Thursday night. Actually, any Thursday this month. I mean, you only have 30 days, so it doesn't have to be tonight. It could be next week or the week after. So uh, just get in there on a Thursday. Present this. You get free spaghetti and caller number four. Are you looking for a new hauler for trash removal? Call Apex Waste. Large or small, we'll take your call. When you choose Apex Waste, there's no long-term contracts, no hidden fees, and no taxes. What we say is what you pay. Apex Waste is a local family-owned company that is dedicated to reliable, friendly service. Call Apex Waste at 574-896-APEX. That's 574-896-2739. Or visit us online at apexwaste.net. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack, but not with ZipRecruiter. Its powerful technology actively finds and invites qualified candidates to apply to your job. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. lines are open now. Call 574-936-4096 or text 574-307-6647. Let's get back to what's your opinion on WTCA in Plymouth. Here's Kathy and Rusty. Thought I'd give you some theme music for your television show that you're watching right now. <laughs> thought it was because I, I was going to talk about click it or ticket. Oh, well, that works too. I, I just thought, you know, we may as well put the background music with your television oh, show. Oh, yeah. Over I'm there, watching so. a little court yeah. TV this morning. Yep. Marshall Superior Court 3 is online this morning. So okay. I was looking at that. But um, hopefully Jim will be in here. He didn't give us a name yet, did he? Not yet. Okay. So I do want to let folks know that starting yesterday, more than 200 state and local law enforcement agencies across Indiana are going to be increasing patrols for the national Click It or Ticket campaign. This is ahead of the Memorial Day weekend. Um, So for the next three weeks, officers will be out in full force making sure drivers and passengers are buckled up and children are properly secured. All right. Um, the goal is to reduce the number of traffic injuries and fatalities from lack of seatbelt use. Obviously, uh, unfortunately, you know, even though the state of Indiana, we are pretty good at putting our seatbelt on. In fact, we're above the national average here in Indiana. We are at ninety-two point nine percent of people wearing the seatbelts. The national average is ninety point three percent. So we are doing a better job, but. There are still people who are severely injured and lose their lives um, because they're not wearing a seatbelt. So, okay, how do they do that study? Quit asking me those complicated questions. Well, but you, how you, would you, uh, you how see, would you survive well, if you had your seatbelt on? No, if you go up and you ask somebody, "Do you wear a seatbelt?" 
you know, especially if it's a police officer doing the survey, would you would you say no? No, that's they they survey by sitting alongside the road and watching people drive by. Oh, so they don't arrest them when they drive by now. Where they well, they, they occasionally ask them if they will pull out and right. and nail you for that. All right, yes. Just just wanting to just wanting to make sure I I had that all in proper order. I, you know, the thing that gets me is that um, vehicle collisions continue to be the leading cause of death for children ages 1 to 13. And it does show that approximately 40% of all car seats are being used incorrectly. So that's kind of a scary thing. You think, I mean, I know you try, and you put that seatbelt in, and you try and make sure that, you know... It's buckled in there tight and everything, but you've got to make sure that you have it in there the correct way. Uh, okay. I'm just, I'm just tr- trying to imagine incorrectly because it's kind of. Well, a lot of times that like, I know there's some of them that you have to get the seatbelt. And if you have the shoulder strap and the lap belt, and you've got to try to get that in the back behind the seat of the car seat, it, and then you got to get the car seat in there as tight as it can, so you put your knee in the car seat, and you push down in there, and you're trying to get this lap belt and the shoulder belt tightened up in there. And I mean, it sometimes it is complicated. Obviously, Russell, you haven't put a what? car seat in for a lot of years. <laughs> no. I just, I didn't say it was easy to put in. I just said it's kind of self-explanatory. I mean... Mm-hmm. Not really. Right. I I would not agree with you. I, okay. I think sometimes well, it is. That's fine. Nobody ever agrees with me, which is fine, too. But Yes, it's not always a simple thing to figure out. I didn't say I liked it. And then you have some of those cars that just have, you know, like a, a sedan, where now they have this belt thing that comes out the middle seat in the back, yeah. like uh, from the, what's that in the back window? You know, the back window, like there, some belt. And I'm, I'm like, I'm lost. I don't know what I'm supposed to do with this. So, well, the other thing I want folks to realize now, yesterday, the National Weather Service had issued an increased fire danger advisory for Marshall County because the re- relative humidity values were dropping um, and the northwest winds were gusting up around and that was going to dry out the grass and the brush and right. the remnants of crops that are in the field and make it easier for, you know, a fire to start. Well, you know, we didn't get any rain last night. No. So obviously not a whole lot has probably changed. So if you are going to be outside, please be very mindful if you're burning trash or fence roll that you've got to stay there and you've got to stay on top of it and if it is a breezy day it's better off to maybe wait a day or two before you you do that you know wait wait until the wind quits blowing at least maybe yeah or just don't burn well but some people have to burn Especially if you live in the country, that's one of your rights as a county resident. You're gonna you burn. burn. Yeah. <laughs> Fire. <laughs> How did we know the same exact song? 
I just kind of I I, I, I think that probably bothers me more than it does you actually. Uh. Oh. So now we're going to move on to the Marshall County Commissioners meeting, and this is when Commissioner Klotz just join us anytime that you would like yeah. on the conversation. I'm just joking. Because uh, it's just me today. Yeah. Uh, Commissioner Kotz is not able to be with us this morning. And so, and, you know, I will be honest with everybody. I'm going to be gone for the next three days. So, Commissioner Overmeyer is actually going to play Kathy on Wednesday and Friday. And there was no way I was going to ask him to come in on Tuesday, too, and subject you guys to three days of Kevin Overmeyer. Yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I yeah. almost solved that problem yesterday, but I'm sure I'll hear about that on Wednesday. <laughs> So the county commissioners met yesterday morning, and the first order of business was opening bids for the community crossings projects and the adjacent projects that the county would like to do, um, which basically the county funds these projects, but they hired the contractor who is doing the main road to actually, he's there, he's set up on site, and so just basically go down this side road a ways and do some more work for them it's, a, it's trying to save money exactly bottom line it's a way to save money yeah uh so community crossings projects include tamarack road pear road and 15th road and so there were only two bidders for this uh emb paving and milestone which i spelled it wrong i gotta go fix it it's M-I-L-E-S-T-O-N-E, not M-I-L-L. People don't, some people call it millstone, some people call it milestone. So it's like, so anyway, um, E&B paving, and I, I, I'm just going to do the bottom line, I think, on this. So for the three community crossing projects, E&B paving bid $1,997,750. Milestone bid one million seven hundred eighty thousand two hundred eighty four dollars and seventy five cents. So two hundred thousand dollars less. Yeah. Which ding 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 ding. <laughs> I mean, hello. Prices are already high. Let's let's go with the low bidder, which well, they probably not? will do. But I they have to imagine. see. So then the extra roads that they are going to do that connect up or right there by these roads include first road sycamore road union road and 12th road and on my article i went into a little more in depth i, I told you what township they were in and some of that stuff but ultimately the bottom line for the extra roads was one million seven hundred and five thousand eight hundred and sixty two dollars for emb paving and $1,405,627.65 for Milestone. So once again, $300,000 savings. Mm -hmm. So we had over 200000 on the top. So we've saved half a million dollars with the low bidder. Okay. Now the bids were taken under advisement and will be reviewed by the... Um, city or the county highway department and then he'll make a recommendation so ultimately when you put this all together um it looks like it's about 14 miles of roads that are going to get done and 
milestone bid was one million or three million one hundred eighty five thousand nine hundred and twelve dollars three point one million we'll say and e and b pavings was or three point one million and e and b pavings is three point seven million for the same projects okay. yeah so i would anticipate that in a couple of weeks Jason Peters from the County Highway will be back and say, I've looked at the bids. Everything seems to be apples to apples and oranges to oranges. And let's go with the low bid of Milestone. Okay. So that that is still a lot of money. Yeah. Um, more money than money. had actually, you know, we're going to get a million dollars from the Community Crossings grant. So now that brings it down to 2.1 million that the county is going to have to fund to get those road projects done. Right. So the cost of fuel and even the cost of manpower have gone mm -hmm. up so high that it has made these road projects a lot more expensive yep. than initially. And I was looking on the road plan actually yesterday afternoon. I I think it was the community crossings. They actually had listed two other projects that they had initially wanted to do right. with community crossings yeah. funds, but they knew that they would be way, way, way oh, yeah. over budget. So yeah. they didn't do those. So they're not getting done as much as they wanted to get done, uh, but they are getting some roads done. But it would be interesting, Rusty, if you took roughly 14, you took the $3.1 million and divided by 14 miles and how much is that a mile? It's a lot of money for a mile of yeah, it is hot paving. Yeah, yeah, always has been. It has. I, I will agree with you there. It definitely it's always has been, been. But enormously, it's, it, but now it's even more expensive. Right. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. Um, next on the agenda, Jason talked a little bit about the LPA. Uh, contract for bridge inspections uh for the 2022 to 2025 from usi um, he gave some quick updates on various bridge projects that are going on and then he presented a, a quote from a company who would be interested in doing some roadside spraying and jason said that the county actually has a new uh it's that thing that they mow alongside the trees back so it's like a hydro um, a, a mower like on a hydraulic arm so they can bring it up and it mows down and, and gets all the weeds on the side yeah. of the road so it it's a mower well it, it is it's like a, a huge mower but it has a, like a wing so it can come up and actually can be a flying mower yeah well, I just, well, that's about what you know about mechanics. That's what I know about anything. You ask yes. me a math question first, then you come back with a mechanical question, and I'm an idiot in both categories. But I know what you're talking brush about. Brush chopping it's is what they've been doing. big thing. That right. And so they, they have a new brush chopping machine, and they've been taking it all around. And uh, so tree servants out of Marshall County put a quote in, an uh, a quote for forty four thousand five hundred and fifty dollars 
to do basically 900 miles of roads to go around and spray back. Right. Now that we've chopped it back, spray it back so that it will keep things from growing up so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and what it, it, it takes care of the brush. It does not kill the trees. So, okay. it, you know, if it, the spray goes down, it's not going to hurt the trees at all. Um, but he said having this, they will spray back eight feet. Having this can put them many years ahead of not having to do so much brush chopping as right. they have in the yeah. past. And he said it may be something that where, um, it, you know, they might do this first go around and, and do the whole county and then every every year do a third of the county. Right. And, and so then it would begin a rotation basis of it or something. So um, it, it was it was interesting to Jason because he did feel that it would save many hours um, if they u- could use a, a spray service for this. Um, now, he believes in his annual bid, they actually had put this out for bid and nobody bid on it, but he wasn't sure. So he was going to go back and look at that because there was a question about should we get proposals from other companies to make sure that we're getting a good right. bid. And yeah. he, he did say that he wasn't sure that there was a whole lot of companies around the area that does that type of work. But anyway, it's something that he is looking into a little bit further. So got a text question and I'm sure you'd have to look this up. I want to know if you have any uh, idea on the uh, uh, per mile amounts in those current road bids as compared to previous years and the bids they had on them for that. I'm sure you've got it in the archives somewhere, but you'd have to go back and last year. I mean, we've never looked at per mile cost. Um, well, I'm sure somebody has. I oh, I'm I sure Jason that. has. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I I haven't. And sure. and my road plan that I have a copy of was draft number one. Okay. Um, and Dan has a copy of draft number one, and his road plan has some different lengths of roads of sure. what they were going to do. So yeah. I'm not sure that mine is the most current road plan either. So, um, I don't know that Jason, Jason had, you know, they haven't really put out the finalized and road plan. Sure. And even this, well, it's until never they look and see if they can get the money yeah. to cover all of those projects. But I'm, 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 I, they know there was going to be at least a 25% increase sure. um, in projects this year, yep. the cost of projects, so. Um, next up, Jason ha- has been, he actually requested um, additional funding through the ARP funds, um, American Rescue Plan, uh, and the county commissioners said that they would give him a million dollars for equipment uh, for the county highway department. And he has located a grader. Uh, he's found a 2018 grader that has 2,375 hours on it. Um and they want $250,000 for it. And so um, it actually is located in Muncie. And it just came back off of a, a rental. And he said they are so hard to find right yeah. now. He said they found some in Texas. They found some in Florida and Georgia. But nothing up here. And he, they found this one. And so uh, they're going to bring it. The company is actually going to bring it to the county highway garage at the end of this month. To give them the opportunity to kind of try it out. 
and see if it does fits the needs that they have. So um, we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Um, he says the county highway department guys continue to work on reclaiming roads, which is the process where they go in on chip and sealed roads and they grind them up. Uh, you know, the road goes in on the front end of the machine as a solid surface and it grinds it through there and comes out on the back end of the machine as a gravel road. Um, it's compacted and, and then they let it sit for months right. to see what develops. If there are any low spots, if there are any soft spots, um, if that happens, then they come in and make those repairs so they have a good base before they come back through and then put a, a top coat on. Usually it's a couple, like a double chip seal or a triple chip seal is what sure. they will do. Um, but it's usually months and months and months down the road before they come back. It could actually be almost a year before they come back on some of those roads. So uh, they can continue to do that. Um, he also presented the annual um, operations report that is due to the state by June 1st. And the county commissioners approved uh, signing that and sending it out. And that that basically says, okay, this is this is what we did last year. This is how many this is how many miles of roads we did. This is how many tons of bituminous we used. This is how many gallons of oil we used for chip and seal. And it tells all of their expenditures uh, for the road projects. So yeah. Next on the agenda was Sandy Garrison and Mike Miley from the Marshall County Museum. And um, she gave an update actually last week to the county council. Um, and so she gave an update this week to the county commissioners. She tried to change it up just a little bit. So it's not if they happen to be some of the commissioners happen to be at the council meeting or some of the council. They got a little bit different information. Um, so they talked a little bit about their annual dinner, which was the taco truck Thursday that they held last Thursday down there. And sure. they, um, had a good turnout for that and still are in encouraging people to become members of the museum for $25. It's an annual family membership. Um, and it does give you like that. It would have gotten you a free meal. Right. It gets you in, um, to some special events occasionally, um, at a reduced rate or at no cost, um, you do get a crossroad newsletter. And so she just talked about, um, you know, people are coming back to the museum finally. Um, they are starting their school tours and talked a lot about the volunteers that are there at the museum and how how important the volunteers are to the museum. Sure. Uh, being able to provide services. Uh, also talked a little bit about the board of trustees and how they are working on going over uh, the infrastructure of their uh, of how the board is set up and what their I don't know I don't know if I really want to call it rules and regulations are but sure. how they operate. Um, so they're working on that and then um, they talked again about the staff development where they went to Bremen and visited several sites over there. One of those was Breen being the renovation project going on at the Bowen house. Uh, so that was interesting. And then um, she gave a different story this time of. You look perplexed. I'm trying to think what that story was. I didn't write it down. 
But it was a different story. It wasn't the basket story. Okay. Oh, it had to do with the courthouse. And and we're one of the few places in the state where the courthouse is not on the town square. Oh, that's the right. Major it's not. Downtown yeah. town square. Yeah. Right. Uh, and the and the development of how that that developed. And she actually did say, I can remember this. She said there was a stockade on the courthouse lawn back in the day. And if a, a cow got loose or your sheep got out or whatever, um, they would put them in the stockade and then the farmer would come and try and find his lost animals uh, in in the stockade there. So. Okay. But, but there was no proof that they actually, it's just, but that's just the story. Yeah. Yes. So no but. proof about that. Um, they are also applying for a Lilly grant uh, to do an update to the Crossroads Center up there. So that's kind of an interesting thing going on. And then um, they are going to be um, there to commemorate the rededication of the courthouse on June 11th of this year. Um, at 11 a.m., there will be a rededication of the courthouse celebrating its 150 years. So um, Kurt Garner is actually in charge of that, and uh, we'll have some more information in the ne- in the coming days, a little bit about what the ceremony he's planning, the ceremony, and yeah. all of that. So cool! It would be nice if we could have somebody dress up to be like, I don't know, the commissioner or whatever back in the day in a historic yeah um, suit or whatever, and talk how they did back then and. <laughs> Could be kind of interesting. It's like a, a little Shakespearean play, then. Yes. Yeah. Why not? Okay. Yes. Yeah. Um, on the agenda next was John Greer, who is head of the maintenance department at the Marshall County Jail, um, discussing a long-term jail maintenance plan. Which John brought this information to the county commissioners already, but um, he did not appear uh, at the meeting yesterday, and actually. Um, Sheriff Van Va- or Sheriff Van Vander, Sheriff Hassel, who was there um, in the back of the room, uh, said that he just knew John was working on getting some pricing, um, mm-hmm. but they haven't done anything. But the the county commissioners actually rejected the bids that were received. They had two, I really think they were proposals versus bids, um, for updating the hot water system in there, mm-hmm. and um, one bid. A one style and the other company bid another style and so they're putting together specs so that both companies will be bidding the same yeah. thing right and so they're going to be working on that so really no more information um on that than what they provided to us uh laura walls from marsh county economic development corporation was there it was not her quarterly update she will be back in next month for her quarterly update uh, but she wanted to highlight a couple of things that marsh county economic development corporation's been up to she talked about the uh groundbreaking for uh plymouth molding group um out in the industrial park um and then she said they are also working with uh Four large expansion projects that are going on with other companies uh, in the county. Um, And she talked a little bit about labor issues and that uh, some of our companies are are industrial companies are actually looking at 
um, an alternative, they're looking at more automation instead of personnel because they can't find the personnel to work the job. So yeah. they're trying to automate, which those require a lot more financial well, is that initial? Impact yeah. to get it started, and yeah. then and then there will be the need for some more employees that will have the knowledge right. to be able to operate that automatic automation system. Right. So, um, and fix it. Yes, and be able like to that. fix them yeah. when they go down. So, um, it it doesn't it doesn't help a whole lot on the job base. But right now, uh, Marsh County is still in a very um, good place mm -hmm. unfortunately yeah. for unemployment rates are really low right here which doesn't help uh, everybody else who's looking for work nope unfortunately um the county attorney uh had a couple of things that he mentioned um one of those was the guard 911 alert system this is for the schools in marshall county that would want to get involved with this company it puts like a, a force field over the school property and if a force field <laughs> i forget what they call it it's a, it's a web I think or geofence is what Ge the, yes yeah. geofence force field is a, force a field lot field. cooler yes. though i like um, that better so while you're under that force field yeah cool if you are a teacher a janitor an administrator whatever you might be, um, and you have downloaded the program on your cell phone, if there is ever a, a shooting situation or an armed intruder situation, you can go to this Guard 911 app on your phone and immediately basically give the emergency command that sends the, an alert out to all on-duty and off-duty officers within a, I don't know, 12 or 20-mile radius that there is a situation happening in this school district. And it actually alerts 911 and tells them, and it does even pinpoint, you can pinpoint where the active shooter is located if you've seen them. The problem is it's about a $40,000 investment for the first year. And then after that, um, according to Jeremy Riffle, the schools would pay $75 a month per building to have the GeoNet right. up and running. But to create that GeoNet and, and to get, you know, all of the all the codes that everybody's phone's going to be able to have to have and all of that. Sure. Because it takes a little more time and effort. So um, initially, Ward Byers and... Clyde Avery uh, had presented this to the commissioners because they wanted to have it on the Marshall County phone app. And so it would only be available to school personnel and police officers. It would not be available to the general population. It would not be available to the media. Um, but, and they asked for the commissioners to pay for the first year and then the schools would start paying the second year. Well, the county council last week decided they didn't think the commissioner should fund that. And so it it didn't get an approval for, and they were just going to transfer some funds, but it didn't get approval for the transfer. So okay. it has gone back to the school systems, and um, 
Ward and Clyde are trying to get the school systems to actually buy in with a financial sure. commitment in this first year, which I don't know if they'll get enough to cover the whole thing or just a portion of it. I'm not sure, but uh, well, we'll see. Yeah. Yes. I'm not sure how, I'm sure budgets work the same with the school. I know they make them, uh, well, actually, they ought to be getting started on theirs pretty soon. Oh, yes. I think they have a fiscal year instead of a, a calendar year for the schools i think they just changed did they back to the yeah. calendar i thought they had a fiscal year I, and that started in june or something so they had to have a you're probably right yeah i think last year they changed yeah, over to a calendar year. because they had to have that one it was either a super long year that had 18 months in it or it was a short year that had only six months yeah. in it, something but um, next on the county attorney's report was the regional sewer district. Um, he basically told the commissioners that they had filed a petition and the exhibits on May 2nd. Um, that was all delivered downstate. Um, they also delivered that information to the township trustees and the school corporations in the county um, so that they know what the plan is for that. Um, Copies of the petition and the exhibits were furnished to the public libraries in Marshall County, um, also to the Marshall County Economic Development Corporation office and to the Marshall County Health Department so that people can come and look at those if they want. They are working to try and get an online um, access for the libraries too so that you wouldn't even have to go into the library. You could get online and look at it, but that's not in place yet. Uh, IDEM will start that process now that they've gotten that information. They will review that. Um, and then in time, they will set up pub a public hearing back here in Marshall County uh, to go over it. At this point, though, uh, none of that has been determined yet. So I'm thinking that that will come later this summer. Uh, you know, we're still really in spring right now, so it'll come later this summer. Sure. And we'll see yeah. what... Uh, happens with that but uh, um I, I wrote down uh, i'm reading my notes have four horses and buggies six million projects six million dollar projects i have no clue what the, so the horse they're going to use horses and buggies to complete <laughs> six million dollars worth I of projects i think so I have to listen to the recording. Might be more cost effective that way. <laughs> Sometimes I get so too enthralled in what they're saying that I forget to write down everything. Eh, you, know, you know, we just make it up anyway. The Marshall County Holding Corporation is going to meet on June 6th at 1130 in the morning for their annual meeting. This is the holding corporation that holds the bonds for the jail. Um, as it was told at the county council meeting last uh, week because of what is going on with interest rates right now. Uh, Baker Tilly has told the county commissioners it is not feasible to refinance those bonds, that the the opportunity to save money is Gone. out the window. Yeah. Yep. And so, uh, but the corporation has to meet for their annual meeting. Well, it went away before they ever even had a well, really opportunity got a chance. to do it. Yeah. I mean, they wouldn't have been able to do it for what, another month? Two months? Uh, in July? They could get, they could have, once they had gotten the paperwork all done, and even though the first date, I think was, it might have been in July, they could have locked it in right. at the uh, initial sure. rate, but uh, there was some uh, apprehension from the council, and so that 
slowed the process down and they missed the window. Okay. For that, so. Um, the county auditor told the county commissioners that she wants to move forward with an amendment to the Schneider contract um, that this would allow actually uh, going on the county's website or the, like to the GIS that you could actually look up um, through the ta the database for taxes. You could do, uh, there was an estimator tool in there that you could estimate taxes. Um, there was a, another piece that is my property tax dollars that tells you how your property tax dollars are spent. Um, there's also a way that you can search for delinquent property taxes. Um, and basically she said that there's a one-time setup of uh, $4,728. And then there's an annual cost of $2,016. Um, she would like to use her plat mapping fund to do the one-time setup and then would use the CUMCAP development fund for the annual payment. Um, and she just told the commissioners that she was she wanted to move forward. She right. brought this up several months ago. And then there was some concern or question that other departments, the impact it might have on other departments. And um, I know they they talked to some other department heads, and some felt that the, there was already information available on that, but um, she wants to move forward with it. And so they motioned to allow her to move forward, subject to the county, attorney, county attorney's review of the contract. Okay. So we'll see what goes there. Um, Commissioner Overmeyer did ask about the budget hearings, and she said um, in June, after they get to the six-month, um, in June then they'll be able to start um, asking the department heads to put their request in for next year's budget. And in August will be the budget hearings uh, where we'll hear from the various department heads on how much money they want for next year's budget and how they plan to spend it. Yeah. And that kind of stuff. So just, it's coming. It's, we're yeah. not quite there yet, but it's, it's almost there. Right around the corner. And then in the public hearing portion of the meeting, at the end of the meeting, there were a couple of different speakers. Uh, Sharon Leathers, who lives um, at in Walkerton, in, in rural Walkerton, but sure. in Santa Marsh County address, um, had a lot of questions about the ARP fund. She wanted to know if the ARP money was uh, a grant money or if it was in a fund. And she was actually told that it was a federal grant that has been placed and is being held in a fund. Mm -hmm. And um, if you guys will remember that the county commissioners, there's been a lot of discussion about this, that the county commissioners uh, have kind of said, that, okay, they want to give a million dollars to broadband infrastructure they want to give the county highway department uh, $2 million for road projects, $1 million for this year, $1 million for next year, and then a third million dollars for equipment, which they've sure. already told Jason he could go ahead and start looking for equipment for that. Sure. Um, they had proposed $2 million for the regional sewers. Uh, they had proposed $300,000 for... Aid to nonprofits, which that only goes to aid for nonprofits that are in the budget of the county commissioners. Right. So it's the Boys and Girls Club, Marshall Stark Development Center, I believe. Mm -hmm. Might be older adult services. Um, there, there's a few of them. Sure. Yeah. Um, 
there's a hundred thousand dollars in there for administrative fees um but um mrs leathers feels that and there are some that it says broadband and other services or clean water and other sewers okay. and she doesn't like the others she wants this was creating the plan that they had to get in place yeah. to, to to satisfy the federal government and so she thinks that it it needs to be much more detailed than mm -hmm. it is in its yeah. explanation sure but in reality they were just creating the plan um getting ready to decide on allocating be funds more specific for that. yes yeah. and so um she and and she says that people don't want broadband there most people don't care about that they're more concerned about roads so okay. she would like them to spend more money on roads and not put the money into the broadband. Sure. Same thing for the septics. Now up in Tea Garden and, and Tyner area, they don't want septics. Right. So uh, the money, two million dollars they have set aside, we don't need that for septic. Put that into roads. Sure. Um, and she also at one point it was kind of interesting. She. She said that the highway department doesn't know how to fill holes correctly, that they don't even get out of their truck, that she had a relative who worked for the county highway department, and they would get out of their truck, and they would put patch in the hole, and then they would have this pounder thing, and they'd get out, and they'd pound a, that a up tamp. and down yeah. uh, and tamp it down, and that it's just a waste of time. She turned around and, and spoke directly to Jason Peterson and says, it's just a waste of our money with what you're doing now. Okay. Um I'm sure that didn't fly very well. Well, so if you have a lot of holes up there, that I I would think you could figure out where to point your fingers. Um, but anyway, she just does not like the plan that was created, and she wants much more detail. Sure. Which I think when we get to the point, um, I'm, because I know there was had been some talk even on the broadband, there was discussion of how many homes this was going to impact. So mm -hmm. where where are the homes? And how many homes are there? Because in reality, I mean, you can put it down in front of their house, but I mean, you can't make them hook up. No. But people who live in the rural community do not have access to broadband. They have access to Internet, but they do not have access well, to broadband. Now, that depends on where you're well, at. Well, now it does because uh, Rochester Telephone has come, in, come up and Marsh County REMZ right, but I'm is starting to provide that. Saying even now. A lot of people in this county don't have internet because they can't. There's no way to get it well, to them through Wi-Fi. They have no not, infrastructure there, so it's got to be Wi-Fi. And believe me, there are places in this county oh, where you, were, the, you lived the in one of Wi-Fi is far from adequate to do much other than send and receive email. email. Yeah, and even then, it's iffy. So, uh, uh, yeah. So anyway, uh, she she did put the indication out that we the people we are watching you and we're putting you on notice. Well, it, that's that's diligence, I guess. I, whatever. Uh, call here on the air. Yeah, hi there. I've been wondering about a stop sign at um, the old Kroger building where the Lawn and Garden Center is. 
they have a stop sign there just before you go out to Oak Road. Sure. And what is the purpose of that thing? It's been there forever. I could see it being there when um, Kmart had their lawn and garden and that store was open, but what's the purpose of that thing now? You know, in reality, that sets that stop sign sets on private property. So it's really up to the mall company um, to put it there. I, I'll tell you the truth. Most of the time, I never stop there. I just head on out. There's no there's no cross traffic there anymore. I know. But it, the, but it's on private property. So um, even I'm I'm not even sure that if you didn't stop there and a police officer was sitting in the parking lot and saw you, I, I'm not sure that he could write you a ticket because it's on private property. Well, I wonder. I always stop. I mean, I see a lot of people, you know, go through it. And I'm like, man, if I go through there, there's a Sitting closer, are they going to come and give me a ticket for running it? Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah. Chase Properties owns that that whole lot there, and they would be the one to contact. But there used to be a mall office out there, um, down towards Penny's and in that corner back there. But I don't know if the mall office is even there anymore. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Well, um, talking about stop signs, Mr. Rusty, is there a stop sign by your driveway? Oh, like coming out um, by the Michigan probably, Road? Probably, yeah. I'm not sure. It's an alley. Well, I went, I've been going by there, and I'm pretty sure I know where you live. Yeah. I'm like, I just recently seen that stop sign there, and I'm like, why is there a stop sign there? Well, and there's there's also a, a sign, I'm not sure, oh, coming in the other way, that you can't turn left into that alleyway. <laughs> that there's, you can't, oh, you can like, only go out onto Michigan. Michigan. You, you can't, can't come, come in, in off of there. Michigan. Well, that's on the west side. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Okay, has that stop sign always been there? Um, I don't know. I've only lived there, well, not quite a year yet. Um, and to be honest with you, I don't ever drive. So <laughs> I don't, I'm, not, I'm not so sure what, what if, if I even remember what you're talking about. But I, I'm sure there's one there because um, uh, you can exit out onto the road there. And I'm, I have a feeling that that's why it's there. Well, and part of it, I would think, is... Because you're crossing over a sidewalk, right. sure. That in case somebody was riding their bike or yeah. something on that sidewalk, they want you to stop and look before you right. actually venture onto Michigan Street. Yeah, well, I didn't know if that was a alley all the way through there, if it was just a, a driveway. That runs all the way through. I think. No, I guess it's probably not. But I, I there's a couple of. of it runs from there all the way through that whole area, all the way over to whatever that. It's not Pierce Street, but there's a cross street there. It it goes Gilmore? all the way. Yeah, Gilmore, it goes. I think goes all the way through the uh, through that little area. But it's really like a almost like an alleyway around that. Oh yeah. Area. Yeah. It's very narrow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm that, just wondering about that. I'm, it kind of threw me. Why is there a stop sign right there? And, you know, it looked like an alley or something, and I'm like, yeah. why is that stop sign? It's kind of a paved alley, but it, it is a road that goes all the way through the, the whole area there. 
Although I don't think many people I, use it. No. Well, my inquiring mind wanted to know. Oh. <laughs> Very <Okay>. good. <laughs> well, he's going to go home and look. Yeah, I've got to look. he leaves today. I, I walk through there, but I don't pay much. <laughs> as a walker, I don't pay a ton of attention to signs. So. Right. Okay. All right. Love thanks for listening. Okay. You're welcome. Have a great day. You, you too. too. Bye-bye. Um, and caller, you're on the air. Hi, guys. How you doing? Okay. Good. Good. Well, I got a little information for the two of you. Okay. And the previous lady that called in. Okay. Uh, first off, Kathy, we haven't had a mall office there since Sparkle well. was the mall manager. And that was about two decades ago. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Out at Chase Leasing. <laughs> yes. Our mall manager also, man, the mall manager for that area, for that for Chase Leasing, also manages the malls, the two malls up at uh, Grape Road. That one has got Burlington. Oh, factory, sure. And on yep. the other, also on the other side that has Bed Bath & Beyond. Oh, okay. So he's busy. Yep. Uh, and for that stop light, stop sign uh-huh. in the alleyway, I remember hearing this on the radio show long, 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 long time ago. It was, it wasn't there a daycare there, and she had requested that so that uh, traffic flow for pickup would be oh. uh, in line, right? On the corner where Dr. Stilson lives, yeah. where she had a daycare there. Oh, okay. All right. Um, uh-huh. And I would imagine possibly that that might have been a request because if she would have the children out walking, um, you know, she would be concerned uh-huh. about people coming down the alley, but she'd also be concerned about maybe parents picking up that would come down there and then ha- get back out onto Michigan Road because her right. her lot was pretty much built there wasn't a lot of parking area around her lot, so that could be. And she asked, she asked that so that that road, that little bit of alley, would be one way. Yeah. So that they just exit that way. Mm-hmm. Very good. I'm impressed. Yeah. <laughs> I just wonder how long this little bit of trivia will stay in my head. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I thought you were going to tell me about the stop sign that there by the old Kmart building because you worked out there so many years. I worked out there, and you're right. It was there just for the uh, cross-traffic because the employees were supposed to park in that one area Yeah, and be walking back and forth across and all that. I still stop at it. Reflex. If you see a octagon red shape, you just automatically stop. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's it's just in normal. a it, yeah. It's it really does no good at this point, but it, it sits on private property for the mall. So, if so, anybody was going to take it down, it had to be the mall guy. Right, and I think it might. We'll we'll wait and see if anything else comes out there. What they're going to do? You can bring it up to them when they say, "Yeah, we're going to here's here's what we're going to do with the old Kmart building." Did you did you hear there was a new a new business going in there? Because I have, I, I have heard of two businesses that might be going in there, but I will wait until I hear when I start seeing paperwork being filed for building permits and all that. 
then I will believe it. The one I've heard is going to be very in very much competition with birds. The same is kind that of... the one that you always find next to TJ Maxx? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. I haven't heard anything official yet, but I do. I do know that there's been some interest in that building. I and I have seen some movement in it too when I'm driving by there, like lights left on. Uh. And that sort of deal. So. Well, could be. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you, Teresa. You're welcome. Did I help you kill some time? Yep. <laughs> Good. De definitely. <laughs> okay. Talk to you guys later. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And then Sherry Hess uh, also uh, appeared there. Uh, Sherry, uh, their property is right next to the 11th Road Bridge. They're going to be improving oh, yeah, that okay. 11th yeah. road bridge taking it out that bridge and putting in a new one and apparently they want to make the bridge a foot wider on each side so uh, a foot wider on the north side and the south side on both sides of the bridge on the east sure. side and the west side of the bridge but on the north side of the bridge at both the east end and the and the west end there are property homeowners there mm -hmm. and so she's like why can't they just make the bridge two feet wider on the south side where it's in there's nobody's right. home there yeah. instead um and so she talked about the lack of communication with what is happening there um and she con she's concerned that moving that road even a foot closer to her property is going to put their family in jeopardy of somebody coming across that bridge in the winter time and losing control and could end up in their house. Yeah. And so um, Marshall County Commissioner Kevin Overmeyer said that he would contact USI about the lack of communication and see if they could get something set up um, because they had met once, but nothing, nothing was since. Set, yeah. set in stone. Right. And so she wants more information sure. on what what the plan is at this point so sure. uh tim Harmon was also there from the county council uh he didn't have a lot to say but it did he did have input on the arp funds his request is to put more money in roads if not all of the money in roads okay um he says the money has to be obligated by 2024 i think it has to be spent by the end of 2025 so obligated uh, my understanding with the obligation is it actually has to have a signed contract uh, to have the work done okay. uh, by the end of 2024. Okay. Well, it's a little time. So, right. And then there was a, a lady from King Road who uh, just read a little spiel uh, about the battle uh, that's going on between the council members and the commissioner members and that... She would like to see them all work together more as a team um, for the leadership of this county. So, okay. That is the county commissioner's meeting. Very good. Okay. I got a break. You want all to right, take let's it? take it. All right. We'll be right back. Are you looking for a new hauler for trash removal? Call Apex Waste. Large or small, we'll take your call. When you choose Apex Waste, there's no long-term contracts, no hidden fees, and no taxes. What we say is what you pay. Apex Waste is a local family-owned company that is dedicated to reliable, friendly service. 
Call Apex Waste at 574-896-APEX. That's 574-896-2739. Or visit us online at apexwaste.net. If you want to know what's going on in Marshall County, just reach for the Pilot News. Local government, people, and places. Since 1851, the Pilot News has been Marshall County's only daily local newspaper. So when you want to know what's happening around town, pick up the Pilot News. Call 936-3101 today and have everything in Marshall County delivered to your doorstep. The Pilot News. the listener gives his view here on What's Your Opinion on WTCA in Plymouth. Call now, 574-936-4096, or tell us what you think or text, 574-307-6647. Now here's Kathleen Rusty. All right, I thought we'd have uh, Kathy Karaoke there here, you go. for those yeah. of you who missed it earlier in the show, so uh, anyway. Okay, Rusty, we need to get out of here. We're almost out of time, well, so you've got can, some music to play. We can do that. We're going to uh, gonna have our birthdays. You hear your name, you're going to put uh, you in the hat. You're going to be eligible for four cupcakes from La Desert Cafe. Also, free small drink from the Coffee Lodge, Izzy Sellers. Oh, happy birthday happy today, birthday, Izzy. Izzy. You are in the birthday. Oh, nope, I missed. Now I got the rebound, and now Woo-hoo. it's in. Uh, also today, Jackie Trump. Happy birthday to you, Jackie. Jackie. And you are in the birthday. Hat eligible for those wonderful prizes from the Coffee Lodge, uh, La Desert Cafe, and Cashin Creek with a bouquet of flowers. Um, Now it is time for anniversaries. We got one today. Uh Oh, wait a minute. Nope. Sorry. That's tomorrow. It's tomorrow. I looked at the date. Thank goodness you looked before. Oh, I know, because we would have given away a huge secret. These folks have no idea they have an anniversary tomorrow. Well, maybe one of them doesn't, and we would have been bailing that one person out. So we wouldn't want to. We'll find out tomorrow, and then they'll be eligible for fifty bucks from Deaton Clemens Van Gilder Funeral Home. Now it's time for the Trading Post. You can buy, sell, trade, give away four items, four days, for free. So I'm going to bring those items. This is already underway. Started yesterday. Or no, it starts... I keep saying... Today is Tuesday, okay. May the 17th. Start the announcement. I am so stupid. I can't even read instructions. Uh, garage sale starts 19th, 20th, and 21st from 9 to 4. 11026 Walkerton Trail in Walkerton. Big men's. I resemble that. And women's clothing. Uh, name brand shoes. All kinds of missing. Something for everybody. So get out to 11026 Walkerton Trail. Uh, anytime from May 19th to the 21st from 9 to 4. And that is the trading post for today. Here we go. Let's go shopping, you and me. There we go. (laughs) All right, folks. I am headed to South Carolina. Um, The rest of my family is staying at home, so don't think about breaking into my house because my 
son and daughter-in-law and granddaughter and the dogs are there so yeah i can and, tell you uh, that on the radio yeah uh, my my daughter turns 40 tomorrow so i want to be down there and wish her a happy birthday and then my grandson david graduates from high school on the 19th which is a thursday night graduation which seems really weird to me but yeah, that's weird. okay um, and then on Friday, I have a birthday, and then on Saturday is David's graduation party. So A lot of partying going on. Yes, there is. Kathy but, will be hanging from a chandelier all weekend long. We will be back next week. And uh, On yeah. Monday, actually, I'll be back. And I'm headed to South Michigan Street, and I'll still be here. <laughs> and check out that stop long. sign. Yeah, I'll that see you, if I've that got you've a stop walked sign by. There that I've walked by <laughs> not noticing for, what, uh, almost a year now. Yeah, so there good, you go. Good, good for me. Anyway, uh, that's it for all of it, right? Yeah. I'll be back tomorrow with Kevin Overmeyer. You will. Wow. Uh, yeah, that's... Could be exciting. Definitely a, <laughs> a definitely scream-worthy. So, anyway, have yourselves a, a great day, and we'll be back tomorrow at 9.